It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Our Locked On Astros, your daily Houston Astros podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Locked On Houston Astros, and I hope that you join me for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talks Rose. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. And today I have the honor of being joined with the great Will Morati. Uh, where can they find you at? Uh, good evening, Mr. Heisman. They can find me on Twitter at uh, Will Moriarty 86 We keep it uh, pretty simple in this shop. You can get locked down the Astros on the brand new podcast in Himalaya, as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device played podcast, Locked On Astros. So, Will, there's so much to talk about and so little to talk about. Blah, 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 whatever I'm trying to say. So, the Astros are 85 and 47. If they go 500 the rest of the way, they'll reach 100 wins again. In 2017, they had 102. In 2018, they had 103. So what what is your prediction for the uh, how many wins the Astros will have in 2019? I'm going to go with 20 and 10. Uh, I think that that's attainable, and I think this is a team that uh, uh, might might just kind of find their their extra gear uh, as as the playoffs roll around. So I'm going to go with 20 and 10. So that means 105 wins, and so. I think that's what Brandon said on Talking Strohs. And uh, so y'all both, uh, you're just not going in order. And 2017 is 102, 103, now it jumps to 105. As a math teacher, we like to surprise you, that Eric. sucks. As a math teacher, that's blowing my mind right now. You want to follow the pattern. So um, anyway, the Astros sweep the Angels like they're supposed to do. 11-2 win. Uh, they scored seven runs in the seventh inning. When's the last time you remember seeing the offense clicking like it did in the eighth inning? Well, I think that uh, that time they put a 23 spot on Baltimore, I think you can fairly say things were clicking that night. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that. That's that's fair. So the Astros take on the Rays, and the Rays are um, in the wild card hunt right now. I believe they're either tied or they're, they're somewhere in there, but... Uh, the Astros couldn't have lined this up any better. A.J. Hinch said that he didn't do it on purpose, but we have Verlander, Cole, and Grinky facing the race. When you're facing the best team you're going to face in August, it's great to have you three horses on the mound. So, um, And speaking of which, it's going to be a battle of Cy Young candidates tomorrow with Justin Verlander and uh, what's his face? Um, Charlie freaking Morton uh, on the mound. So... Uh, who do you think is going to win the series, and who do you think is going to win, more importantly, tomorrow's game? I will go with the Astros. I, I'm going to put on my my ultra-lame fan hat and just predict the Astros to win tomorrow, and why not? Let's let's sweep the series. Not just win, let's sweep it. Yeah, I think tomorrow's game is going to be uh, exciting, and it's going to be one of those games where... All right, so uh, you want to say something else about the race, Will? Uh, on a serious note, I, I do uh, think that this is definitely a series where uh, you want to see the guys uh, really bring it. I think it's uh, it would be a huge confidence booster for everybody if uh, you 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 know came off 
um, a stretch playing teams like the Angels and and uh, the the White Sox and and the Tigers and other teams, uh, if they can really have a, a good series against a playoff team, uh, then then I think that'll really uh, kind of get everybody going. Yeah, the Yankees are playing right now um, tonight versus the Padres. And the Astros and uh, Yankees are currently tied for the best record in AL, but the Astros have the tiebreaker. Um, so, yeah, this will definitely be a playoff-type atmosphere for the Astros versus the Rays, and hopefully they play a little bit better than they did to start the season. So um, then the Dodgers, we're chasing Dodgers now too. We, we trail them by one game, I believe. And so the, they're playing the Padres and then Diamondbacks. The Yankees are playing the Mariners. I think I accidentally said the Padres earlier. But um, do you think that the Astros overall will uh, catch both teams? Uh, I don't know, and I really don't care. There's a part of me that would love to see them go uh, take care of business uh, in Yankee Stadium to uh, dust those guys off and then uh, take care of business in Dodger Stadium and just dust those guys off and just you know completely uh, uh, disregard uh, and just uh, – you know, just, just ignore, um, you know, the fact that they don't have home field if they don't get home field and just go in, go in the other team's house and just wreck shop. Uh, somebody to kind of keep in mind for next year is Christian Javier. Uh, a lot of people don't really know about him, but he's really accelerated through the farm system this year. And he made his AAA debut. He fanned eight over six scoreless inning in AAA. This is with the juice ball. This is the MLB ball that they're using up there. So that's really impressive. So I doubt he'll be uh, up for the Astros this year. But Christian Javier, that sounds like an awesome baseball name, right? It does. And dude uh, had 114 strikeouts in 74 innings in AA uh, before he got to Round Rock. So, uh, yeah, that'll always make your name and anything else sound better when you have 114 uh, strikeouts in 74 innings. Okay, let's play who's most likely to stay. Ledmiz Diaz is set to return uh, today or tomorrow, however you look at this, whenever you're listening. But who goes down between Abraham Toro or Miles Straw? Uh, I don't know. I would think that it would make sense just to send Straw down uh, for a week and kind of let Toro keep doing what he's doing at third base, kind of see if he can find a little, uh, little consistency with the bat and uh, keep Bregman where he is at short in Correa's absence and kind of see what, what develops off that. Because, uh, again, unfortunately, uh, with with uh, Correa, you never know how long you're going to need that arrangement to last. So I would, uh, I, I would just let Toro kind of do his thing over at third base for the time being. Yeah, and uh, we know what Miles Straw can do, and he's probably going to be on the playoff roster, uh, mostly because of his speed. Uh, like the Derek Fisher role in the 2017 playoffs. So uh, there's been a lot of complaining on social media about the netting. No, perish the thought. <laughs> and uh, I, it didn't seem that bad. Granted, I was sitting in the nosebleed seats. But uh, what are five things Astros can complain about that don't involve the netting? Well, first, the bullpen, just as always, because we always complain about the bullpen. Um, we can keep complaining about the players' weekend uniforms, which – that's justified. Uh, I think that uh, there were some issues with uh, the, the the letter is not contrasting with the the body of the jersey. It's kind of just weird. Um, we can always complain about uh, idiot Hinch. 
Um, as you know, he's an idiot who knows nothing, and I have no idea why we haven't fired him and brought uh, Cecil Cooper back. Um, we can always also complain about lose now. You know, J.D. Davis doing great things up in the Big Apple with the Mets, and it's just going to, you know, if, if we only had J.D. Davis, maybe the Astros would be uh, winning the division and tied for the best record in the league, you know. Um, and also these meaningful baseball games in September and October that the Astros keep having year after year um, these days. They probably really cut into everybody's social schedules and, you know, people have to make pesky decisions about uh, how many times they're going to actually sit down and watch the ball game versus, uh, you know, going out and partying or doing whatever. So uh, it's just, you know, there's, there's never any shortage of anything for social media to complain about. And that's awesome as always, Wills. We're going to have to take a break. Uh, remember, get the show every day. Subscribe to Locked on Astros on the new Himalaya podcast app or Apple podcast. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to Locked on Astros. Listen in your car to or from work every day. Fantasy players, uh, make sure you listen to Vinny Lyre and the Locked on Fantasy Football podcast. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as every, any, everyone else. Then you are the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Listen to the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Hi, this is Eric from Locked On Astros. It's the best time of the day. You're sitting in your favorite chair, about to watch your favorite team, and you're drinking your favorite beverage. Then you hear, hey honey, don't forget to go to the store. I'll see you after Zumba. Slam. You forgot to go to the store again. You can't waste the beer you just opened. What do you do? Postmates. That's what you do. Pull out the Postmates app, select everything on your shopping list, and Postmates will deliver it to you. So you can just watch that game, just Postmate it. A little later in the game, you're all proud of yourself for getting your order delivered, then you realize that you ran out of beer. You've had a few too many, just Postmate it. No more trips to the store. For a limited time, Postmates is giving Locked On listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code locked on that's locked on for a hundred dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the postmates app anything you need anytime you need it postmate it download postmates and save with the code locked on all right welcome back to locked on astros podcast my name is eric heisman you can find me on twitter at eric talk Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. And Will, where can they find you again? They can find me on Twitter at uh, Will Moriarty 86 All right. So what are your feelings on Framer, Framer Valdez? Do you trust him or is he a bust? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I was made to look like an idiot on Twitter, shockingly. Uh, pretty quickly yesterday, uh, I made a joke about how Framber Valdez was basically born to pitch in uh, day games when the series was already wrapped up. And then, you know, he went out there, he had a one or two uh, kind of dicey innings. And then, like, he decided he was Sandy Koufax. So I don't know anything. Start him in game four of the World Series and uh, let's rock and roll. I doubt he'll be starting in game four, but. Yeah, he pitched really well. Decent. I mean, overall, he had eight strikeouts. He did have five walks, and with him, you're always going to struggle with the command. And uh, if you look at his curveballs, 
it's just breaking every place. So you can imagine how he has um, control issues, but uh, they just look like they're swinging at nothing because it would just the balls would just drop like that. So um, Jordan Alvarez is on fire recently. Well, I guess he's kind of calmed down, but he's played a roughly the same amount of games in AAA as he's does, done in the majors. Um, I, this is from Jake Kaplan. Uh, in AAA, he's batting three forty three, and in big leagues, three twenty two. In AAA, 443 uh, on base percentage, 417 in the big leagues. Uh, in AAA, 742 slugging percentage, 673 in uh, with the Astros. And it's about 253, 252. So um, when I pointed this out earlier, you actually added something to this. Yeah. Uh, if, if you uh, take a look, you'll see that Alvarez has actually only played two weeks less of big league baseball uh, than Carlos Correa has this year. So this is, this is something that uh, as has been noted by a lot of people smarter than me. Um, this is, this is getting to be a pretty good sample size now. And yeah, you're right. He's cooled off a little bit, but anybody was going to cool off a little bit from what he was doing when he first got here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think there is, uh, every reason to believe, I mean, and even now that he's cooled off, he's still getting intentionally walked in like his first few months in the big leagues. Um, I, I think that, uh, this was, uh, this, this was a much needed addition to the offense. And I think he's a guy who can, uh, go ahead and, uh, sign himself a, uh, an apartment lease or a, or a mortgage agreement, uh, in Houston. Cause I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Speaking of somebody not going anywhere anytime soon, Jose Altuve, uh, there was a lot of belief, um, earlier in the season when he was hurt and he was out, the Astros didn't skip a beat. They continued to win, but, um, but his offense kind of slowed down after a red hot start. But now he's back over 300. He's batting 304 with a 922 OPS where he's supposed to be. And he already has tied a career high with 24 homers. He's done it in 2016 and 2017. So his next homer, it will be his uh, career high. And uh, how many homers do you think Altuve finished with? You know what? I actually think he gets to 30. I think that uh, the way he's hitting the baseball uh, right now, as good as he looks just from a uh, baseball point of view and knock on wood, uh, a, a and I'm literally knocked on wood, uh, a health point of view, there's no reason to believe he can't get six home runs in September. So I will go ahead and say he's going to make 30. All right, so, um, yeah, Brandon said the same thing, and sometimes I think that you and Brandon are the same person because y'all think the same, so that's amazing. But uh, I'm somewhat more handsome, but other than that. So Michael Brantley has 18-game hitting streak. Um, he's batting three thirty-eight. I don't know what else we could say about this guy. Uh, he is going to be the difference in the playoffs, and I think Jordan Alvarez is going to be a difference in playoffs. But what about Kyle Tucker? Is Kyle Tucker, I know he's going to come up um, – when September begins, but is he going to be there when October begins? That might uh, not be totally up to him. That might have a lot to do with uh, Josh Reddick. And if Josh Reddick can put, uh, put a decent month of September together, um, I think the Astros, I, I just get the impression that they would tend towards the kind of conservative traditional view that you're not going to, um, make that kind of a change to, to, to bench Reddick 
uh, going into the playoffs for, for Kyle Tucker. Um, but if Reddick just continues to do, sorry to say, not very much, um, and he and he continues that trend uh, up until the end of September, uh, and Kyle and Kyle Tucker comes up and produces, then I I think uh, you have a pretty big decision to make about who gets a lot of at bats in October. Yeah, for sure. And uh, uh, Carlos Cray is going to be somebody who's everybody's going to be looking at for October because he is a big key to the Astros playoffs, and we saw that in 2017. And he struggled to stay healthy the past uh, three years. But um, uh, this year, his OPS is 914. And last year, he had a 728 OPS in 110 games. And uh, so are you worried about Carlos Gray or you think he's going to come back and be awesome? Um, I have no doubt, or I have very little doubt, that uh, when he comes back, uh, that he will produce. That's not so much my concern that, uh, that that he'll be kind of a liability when he comes back. Uh, I think obviously uh, he will do everything he can possibly do, and the Astros will do everything they possibly can do to get him uh, back and in the lineup as soon as prudence uh, would allow, uh, so that not only can he hit in the playoffs, so that uh, you know he can have uh, uh, some time in se- September to uh, to kind of you know get some get some looks at uh, at big league pitching. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the only concern I have about Correa's postseason performance is if for some reason he's not playing. You know, his, his performance when he plays this year is such that uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that when he's on the field, he'll get it done. Yeah, I agree. And um, Justin Verlander is a big part to the Astros playoffs, as we saw in 2017. But the big thing that everybody's talking about right now is will Verlander reach 3,000 strikeouts uh, this year? He has uh, 2,945. He has about six more starts, so he would have to average about six strikeouts per game. Do you think he does it? Uh, I am going to take off the fan hat that I put on earlier in the show and say that no, he does not. Um, That would be, I think, something over nine strikeouts uh, per start. Uh, for all uh, six remaining starts. I'm going to say, no, he gets close, but he doesn't quite get there, if only because uh, I, I think that you might see his innings kind of, uh, you might see Hinge kind of uh, uh, limit uh, Verlander's innings and some of the other, uh, the, the key guys, uh, Cole and, and Grinke perhaps, uh you might see Hinch kind of limit their innings as the playoffs approach to kind of get them rested. Uh, and also, how cool would it be to see Verlander get 3,000 on, say, opening day 2020? I think that'd be a, a great way to uh, to kick off the 2020 um, Astros baseball campaign. Um, also, uh, you know, another ring uh, ceremony wouldn't wouldn't hurt. Yeah, for sure. So, guys, that's all we got for tonight's Locked On Astros podcast. Thank you, Will, and thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device played podcast, Locked On Astros. We'll talk to you later. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 